Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's all stand together this morning and give Jesus a big hand clap of praise. Amen. standing you may be seated good to be in god's house with all you fine folks this morning on a wet gloomy day but it's bright and shiny in here it's pentecost sunday and uh, we've got a big day planned Uh, most importantly the lord's going to move today and we're going to let him Amen. Uh, amen all right we've got a young man on the front row here owen is going to turn 10 years old this saturday come stand right up here buddy come on A happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you, may you feel Jesus near every day of the year. A happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you, and the best you other birthdays out there we're missing oh oh oh! you got one sis well come on up here why didn't you run up here a while ago (laughs) a happy birthday Birthday to you a happy birthday to you Anybody else? Don't want to miss anybody. All right, they're not going to tell us. If and if are. you if if you haven't received a message from me asking about your birthday, and you not if you're a new person, if you can send me a message, let me know your birthday. I'm trying to get through the list and add everybody's birthdays in. But amen. There's a lot of people. We love it. That's right. I really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This time we'll dismiss for Church. Children's Church yeah. and turn it over to Brother Pierce. Well, it's good to see everyone today. We're going to have a fantastic day in the Lord. And I tell you, there's all kinds of things happening today. been excited about today. I hope you all are excited as well. The Lord is going to bless His people like He always does. Yes. Okay, what, what's the, did you say DeMarco? Camarco. Is that, is that the name of the family? 
Okay, okay. Okay, well, the Lord knows. The Lord knows. Let's just take a moment here and pray for that family. God, we thank you that we can call on your name and you hear us. Hear us in the time of need, Lord. And we pray, God, you know, you know this little child that lost, lost its life. And we believe that you can bring comfort to that family, Lord, and, and reveal yourself as the comforter, reveal yourself as the one who will help bring peace. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to trust and believe, Lord, and we pray that there would be a door opened that would lead them to you. Somehow, in some way, Lord, you can take this tragic thing and you can, you can cause something miraculous to come out of it. And we believe that in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Thankful for what this day is. It's not just another Sunday. It's a it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to to experience everything that the Lord has available for us. If you go to a buffet you will see all kinds of options. You'll see all kinds of things that you can go and get, and you can eat to the fill. You can eat until you need a wheelchair to leave. Or a nap, or both. A nap in the wheelchair while you're leaving. But if we, if we came in here today and we treated this like a buffet and instead of us going after natural hunger, we go after spiritual hunger, I'm telling you, you could eat until, you, until you're overflowing, until you leave this place, until you leave this place and everything that God has done is spilling out of your life. That's right. <laughs> It's good food. He's going to feed us today. Amen. And I want to want to minister from this subject, destined for fire. When I when I think of fire, I think of fall. Color change, cool nights, and campfires. The crackle of the wood as the fire consumes it, the smell that surrounds it, and the way the flames begin to dance can pull us into it and make the world disappear until the wind redirects the smoke to your face. Then you have to get up and move. Sometimes it'll follow you, right? And I've, I've heard this said before, and I don't know if it's true or not, but smoke follows beauty. Yeah, but when I'm going home coughing up the smoke from the campfire, I don't feel beautiful. (laughs) 
Fire is a word that can describe a good time or a bad time. I'm on fire. Spiritually, that's a good time. Woo! You ever feel like you had smoke coming off your head? Because you just felt you just felt spiritually on fire. That's a good time. But physically, it's miserable. When I'm up here sweating because it's so hot, that's a different kind of fire. Or when you reach out and you burn your hand, that doesn't feel very good, does it? Yeah. It can remind us of times when we are with family and friends, roasting marshmallows and hot dogs, laughing as we watch the embers float and disappear in the star-filled sky. But it can also remind us of times it destroyed or also or almost destroyed a friend or, or, or family's life. Fire can be, can be peace or chaos. Some of y'all have a recent experience of the wildfires in Irvine. Some, I, don't, I don't know the extent of the damage, but maybe there were a lot of people who lost things in that. Because fire can do that. House fires. How many people have died in house fires? Or Fire appears in the Bible in 506 verses and can be associated with judgment or redemption. So we could say every person is destined for fire. We could say two categories here. Judgment or redemption. But every person is destined for one of them. Only one. We can't have both. You can't, you can't live your life in the wrong and get redeemed. It was a flaming sword in and a cherubim that stood guarding the path to the tree of life. And we can read this in Genesis chapter 3, verses 22 through 24. Did I just put 23 there? Okay. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. There is an obstruction on the path to life. And from this moment, we see fire as a representation of God. Genesis chapter 19 and verse 24. 
Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Fire from the Lord was poured out as a sentence for the wickedness of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we can see this as a type and shadow of the coming judgment of the wicked when he comes back with the sword. Three chapters later, we see a different type and shadow. God tested Abraham's faith The promise they had waited for all these years, he was now commanded to sacrifice and burn with fire. Listen, the real test of faith is not the sacrifice, although it's part of it. The real test is obedience. People can sacrifice and not have faith. Or people can sacrifice and not be obedient. But you cannot have faith without obedience. Why was Abraham a man of faith? Because he obeyed. He obeyed God. Somebody might be able to say, I have faith, but if they don't obey God, then they have faith in something else. Because if my faith is in God, every word that he spoke, I'm going to obey. Because I know that if I don't, that there is something negative that's going to happen if I don't obey him. So my faith is in that his word is true. My faith is that God said it, so I must obey it. Now let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Saul thought that he could just sacrifice to take care of his, the, the fact that he was disobedient. We can't buy our way into heaven. We can't buy our way into a covenant. We can't sacrifice enough things that will remove that will remove the commandment to obey. As in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. He is not looking for somebody who, who just wants to sacrifice. He's looking for somebody who wants to obey. Sometimes it's hard to get that word out, isn't it? Obey. I will obey. And Abraham obeyed as Hebrews 11:8 declares to us. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. 
And he went out not knowing whether he went. He moved in faith without knowing where he was going. And he went because he believed. And he went because God said to go. And he obeyed. He obeyed him. Now let's jump down to verse 17 real quick. Hebrews eleven seventeen. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. What did Abraham do? Abraham, Abraham obeyed what God commanded him to do. Because Abraham walked up that mountain in faith. Why did he have faith? Because he obeyed. You cannot separate obedience and faith. Well, somebody say something. Somebody might be in here with me. I thought I had some faith. Well. Let's look at Genesis chapter 22, verse 7 and 8. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Verse 8, And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb. He'll provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. He walked up that mountain to slay and burn. Do you hear me? When he walked up there with his son, his intention was to obey the commandment that the Lord said to sacrifice and burn. He went up there with a knife and firewood. And fire. Somehow, the Lord is going to make a way. Somehow, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And we see this as a type and shadow of Jesus, who was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And in him, listen to me, in him the Father was providing himself a lamb. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. He took upon himself the form of a servant and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Was the cross necessary? Absolutely, because without it, nobody gets through. Without the cross, nobody gets in. But you see, there's a flaming sword that guards the path back to his presence. The way through is death. The way through this is fire. 
How do we get through? It's going to cost. It's going to cost death. How do we get back into the presence of God for ourselves? It's going to reco- it's going to cause death and fire to be right where we are headed. You want eternal life, you got to go through death first. And you got to walk through the fire. Well, that don't sound too good, but listen, we're destined for fire. It does not matter what we think or what we do. There is fire on on both paths. It's Pentecost Sunday, though. So we're in the right place for the right fire. Ain't no devil in hell going to stop me now. I've come too far. I've come too far. I've come too far. You've come too far. Listen, all of hell is trying to stop you from entering that path, but all of heaven says they can't stop you. I feel a surge of God's power in this place. Mm. Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7 through 9. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. Or say, and it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. Verse 9. And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will be, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Lord is my God. In this passage, in these passages that we have read, we see a prophecy of a shepherd being struck down. Described in verse 7. What was he struck down with? You see it? What was he struck down with? The sword. I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it... That it was a sword that would strike him. We're going to dig this out. Y'all ready to dig this out? Jesus quoted this in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 31. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall shall be scattered, shall be scattered abroad. Jesus was betrayed and led like a sheep to the slaughter where he would be struck by this sword that guarded the path. Think about that. There was an alignment When Jesus was placed on that cross, there was an alignment with the path. And we know that when he was crucified, what happened in the temple? 
The veil was rent in twain, right? Giving us access where? Into the holy of holies, into the place that no man, that only one man a year could go into. But Jesus, when he said it was finished, you know what he took? It was the sword that he took that opened the path to the tree of life. And brother and sister, it's more than just a story. It's more than just an Easter event. Listen, what? God did when he robed himself in flesh and he walked to Golgotha's hill and he was placed on that cross. There was a path that was open for all of us. The father was providing himself a lamb. He became our substitute sacrifice so the path would open. But there's something, there's something that we must see in the verses that we read in Zechariah. Verse 8, 13 and 8. And it shall come to pass that in the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left. In all the land there will be judgment we begin, it's, it's in this passage here that, that we begin to see uh, uh, that, that this day that is described as the day of the Lord. Many of you are familiar with the day of the Lord, reading it in scripture. Now let's see what Joel chapter 2 and verse 1 says about this. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Oh, and I believe there needs to be a tremble when we think about that day. Because judgment is coming for those who are on the outside. Judgment's coming for those who are on the wrong path. You hear me? There's only two paths. Two destinations. Heaven, hell. There's two teams. Team Jesus, Team Satan. but they both have fire. And Joel chapter 2 and verse 1 talks about the day when wrath is poured out on the wicked. It's close. We can see the wickedness in our world. We can see it's blatant as it was in the day of Noah, in the days of Lot. And I can hear Jesus say, remember Lot's wife. She almost made it. She was rounding the corner. She was on her way out. She saw redemption in front of her, and yet she turned around. She was told not to. 
And you know what happened? She, her disobedience, her disobedience brought judgment into her life. And that was it. What a sobering phrase to hear our Redeemer say, remember Lot's wife. We're living in a day where we need to hear that loud and clear. Remember Lot's wife. Remember Sodom and Gomorrah. It's not, we don't need to compromise. We don't need to water this message down. We don't need to change it. Listen, the, the, changing this message will cause us to change paths. Let's go back to verse 9, Zechariah 13, 9. And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver. The people who make it will be those who pass through the fire. When Jesus died for you and I, he stopped the sword, but the flame is still there. And in order for us to walk through, we must go through the fire. He stopped the sword, but he didn't stop the fire. Because he's going to refine his people through the fire. He will refine them as silver is refined. He will try them as gold is being tried. They shall call on my name. Listen, I'm here to tell you, we're in the fire right now. God is purifying a people. He's getting us ready. I'd rather go through this fire than spend eternity uh, in a different fire, in a different place. I'd rather prepare my life right now and be ready for God to do whatever he needs. I don't want to be lost. I want the fire of the Holy Ghost to burn up everything in my life that's trying to take me down a dark road. Because listen to what Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 23 and 24 declares to us. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make your a graven image, the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. There are people today who are making graven images. They're, they're, they're making all kinds of things God. The truth is, which should be proclaimed and declared, is money is not going to save you. Position's not going to save you. Good works, not going to save you. Your family heritage, your family, your family pedigree, your, 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 your history, none of that is going to save you. It's not, it's not how a man starts. Hear me today. It's not how you start out. It's how you finish and where you finish that will determine what. 
let me remind you today I'm on this path to finish I'm not going back to Egypt I'm not going back to sinful ways I'm going to stand resolute in the face of wickedness and the oppressor and say I, if I die by fire I'm stepping into that place with the Lord Because I know one way or the other I'm going to die by fire. Go back. You were there, brother. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Somebody get this in your spirit today. He is a consuming fire. You ever seen fire consume something? What's left? Nothing. You ever see you ever see the remnants of a of a of a campfire? What's left? Ashes. You know what ashes are? That's what it used to be, but it's no that's not what it, it's no longer that. It used to be wood. Now it's just ashes. It's the leftovers of what it was. I'm here to tell you, you know what the all-consuming fire of God does? It begins to burn up things. I don't think you're getting it yet. Some of you come in here as an addict before. You come up. You can't. You come in here as a as as somebody who had a label on your life. Listen. You begin to walk through that fire, and there's going to be remnants of who you were at the bottom of that. Because when God gets done with your life, the only thing that's going to be left is what was burnt off. I feel like I'm going to explode. <laughs> Consuming fire. Woo. He's a consuming fire. But listen, he's also a jealous God. You know what that means? He's not sharing. And here's the thing we got to get. If we're trying to share, he's out of here. Because like I said, that consuming fire wants to burn up everything. When his fire fire descends on a person, there is the fire of a jealous God that begins to burn up everything that we have worshipped. Our desires change. Our life changes, but let the most important thing, our destiny changes. You want your destiny to change? You got to let the fire burn up everything that you used to be. I used to be a liar. I used to be a murderer. I used to be a drug addict. No longer. The fire's descending, and I'm going to burn all that out till there's nothing left. Holy Ghost fire burn inside your people today. Don't let us leave here until the remnants of our own life begin to fall to the bottom. I don't care who you are. That's good preaching. And that's the Holy Ghost. That's not me. That's the Word of God. That's not me. Good preaching comes from His Word, not my ideas and opinions. 
It's not the fire of my personality. It's not the fire of my preaching style. It's the fire of the eternal words that will go into the heart of a man and begin to burn out everything that's wicked. I can't do that. You can't do that. But the Holy Ghost can burn it out. If it had not been for Jesus, I'd be wicked. I'd still be wicked. I gave in a long time ago and said, Lord, don't ever let me go back to it. Don't ever let me think it's possible to go back to the world and find pleasure and find happiness and find fulfillment because I know if that's where I am, I'm believing a lie because I've, I've been there and I've experienced it. And you know what? The Lord has burned it out of me. I don't want to go back. I never want to go back. I don't even want to flirt with it. Don't even wink at it. I see you over there. Nope, it's burnt. It's burnt out of me. And if it's not burnt out of you, come back to the altar. Bring a sacrifice of praise and let the all-consuming fire of God descend on your sacrifice until who you were is burnt up. I don't care what people say. You can't just accept Jesus as your personal Savior and the fire of the Holy Ghost burn up everything because there is a door. There is a door. There is a way. Jesus, what did he say he was? The way. We all know this, right? I I see some of you generational folks saying, he is the way. That's right, because you believe and you know. You've seen it in the word of the Lord. Uh, there is no other way. So if Jesus says he's the way, I don't care what John MacArthur says. I don't care what Joel Osteen says. I, I, don't, I don't care what T.D. Jake says. Because it does not matter what man says, what man walks away from. I don't want to be led astray. We're going to go back to the word of the Lord. I don't care what man says. Let's find out what the all-consuming fire of God, the jealous God says. Let's go back to his word and let's compare notes. Come on, Mr. Degree, Mr. PhD. Do you got fire for me? Somebody better bring fire. Because it's the God who answers by fire. Let him be God. I don't care if Benny Hinn comes here and slaps somebody with it. You better not fall out. Because that's a performance. I've never in my life seen somebody fall out like that. And sometimes it looks like you might see it on... WWF or whatever the new wrestling federation is. Maybe see him trying to DDT somebody off of the platform. Heal their body. It's, it's ridiculous, but that's, that's what our world is wrapped up in. They see this stuff and think, oh my goodness, is this real? No, it's not real. If there is no fire, it's fake. If it does not make you want to abandon everything you ever knew, there's no fire. Because when you come into the presence of the Lord and you experience that fire, you'll want to leave everything behind. 
all taste and see that the Lord is good. Somebody needs to declare it today. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was empty, but the Lord has satisfied. Good, good point, preacher. Good point. How do we do this? How do we experience the fire? I'm glad that y'all asked that. Some of you know that, but I know that, I know that some, 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 somebody's just afraid to ask, but I'm glad that somebody spoke up for you to ask about this because it's actually really simple. Redemption is simple. How will we know when this happens? Is there a sign? Is there evidence? I mean, I don't see anything different. I don't see anything because it's not surface. I don't see anything yet. Oh. Give him some time and you'll be like, oh, I see it now. Things are changing. You look in the mirror and you'll say, oh, I see it now. I, I see it now. Lord, I see what you're doing now. Uh, because it's a walk of faith and obedience. And every time I say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do it. You know what he says? Listen, there's fire that's burning up. It's burning it out. It's burning it out of your life. Yes, Lord, burn it out. Yes, Lord, burn it out. Every time I come to the altar with a yes, Lord, burn it out of me. Don't let me leave this place without saying yes, Lord. Do you know what? Because what he has to do is he has to go and get into every closet you got you got separated and hidden and blocked and you got barricades, you got boxes and shoes all over, covering it all up. You're, it's buried in there. And he said, you know what? You got to take them out. Take every box out of there. Take the lock off. Do you remember the combination? I've seen you do it. I've seen where you stored it. Go over there and get it and come back over and unlock the door. We got to deal with some things. There's some things that's got to be burned. You've been holding on to unforgiveness. You've been holding on to bitterness. We got to get into the closet and burn it out. Where's the evidence? What is the truth? You know what a lot of people say? You show me the truth and I'll let you in. I can hear the voice of the Savior saying, you let me in, I'll show you the truth. You're not going to be able to see it in your natural eyes anyways. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. It's Pentecost! I heard uh, Brother Bobby Kilman say this about uh, Brother uh, Mooney was going to a book a book fair, uh, or he went to a book fair, or he went to a bookstore, and it just so happened to be an old old uh, preacher by the name of uh, Rob Bell. Y'all familiar with that name? Well, he went up to him and was checking out his book, and and that 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 
preacher said, are you Pentecostal? Brother Mooney said, yeah. And then he said, why are you Pentecostal? And he said, why are you not? Why isn't everybody Pentecostal? Because listen, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon how many? Three or four? Each of them. I know it's elementary, but sometimes elementary, we got to get elementary before it gets into where it needs to get into. Fire sat upon each one of them. And you know, you listen to most theologians, most people who think they know God, they'll say this was the first time the Spirit was poured out. And we'll say, Amen. And then they'll say, it stopped. And we're like, what? When? Because somewhere, somewhere between Acts, uh, Acts 2 and Romans, they got on a different path. Do you hear me? They start preaching a different thing. When I say they, I mean people who, who, who third and fourth century scholars and theologians who claim to know more than Jesus. Who said, well, that stopped. That stopped in the first century. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that. When did God ever change it? When did he ever change it? Can anybody help me with this? I've dug, I've dug, I've dug, and I can't find one place where it said God changed it all. Now we all got to do is just believe. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I'm trying to say, what, what have people believed through the years? Because there's, there's good fire and there's bad fire. <laughs> strange fire. That's it, brother. There's some strange fire out there. That's not scriptural. What are you doing over there? You're out in left field. I don't care what seminary you went to. If you learn something wrong, it's wrong. You know what my prayer is? God, get a hold of every person that's walking towards the wrong direction and leading people in the wrong direction. Because there's coming a day, there's coming a day that those who are tried by fire will be the ones who endure to the end. We can't play patty cakes and fight the good fight of faith, right? Man, i got to get to this. So the 120 were gathered in this upper room to await the promise of the Father because Jesus said he would send it. The Comforter, the Holy Ghost, would descend and make human vessels the new tabernacle and there would be fire. John the Baptist was a forerunner for Jesus and he declared and he prophesied in Matthew chapter 3 verses 10 through 12. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast where? 
I indeed baptize you with the water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me, who's he? He's mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Is the fire ever supposed to stop? Y'all are good preachers. whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with what? Two fires. Holy Ghost fire or unquenchable fire? Well, Joel didn't say anything about that. Yeah, you listened to the wrong Joel. Because if you listened to Joel from the Bible, you'd realize Joel Osteen's so far away from it. In the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Do you hear me today? All flesh, not just a few pieces uh, of humanity, not just a few centuries of humanity, all flesh. Who are we here today? Uh, are we flesh here today? I'm here to tell you today, God is going to pour out of his spirit and there is going to be signs, wonders, and miracles. Why? Because we still believe in the all-consuming fire. Now listen, uh, the Holy Ghost crusade, I watched a young man come up here. His name was Jimmy. I was so broken for him as I began to look at him. And I'm not saying this to be degrading or to make any kind of mockery or anything, but he stood here in his shorts and his T-shirt and his, and his Crocs that had a hole in the foot and his toe was hanging out of it. A young man, first time in an apostolic church, comes down here, tears streaming down his face as he lifts up his hands and God fills him with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he came here because somebody said, let's go to church and he met the all-consuming fire of God. You know what? He's going to go back to his mess. I don't know what his life was like, but I was broken for him as I... St as I Can I tell you, that was the highlight of my night, was to be here with this young man and praying for him and watching there be a download of hope into his life. Somebody, somebody needs to get a fresh download today. The problem is, maybe he had that fresh download of hope for the first time because he was so out. He was so out of options. So, listen to me. Some of you need to quit looking at all the options and say, there's only one option. When you stop thinking there are options, you start realizing how desperate you are to get to the one who will save you, to get to the one who can deliver you, who can change your life. I wish somebody would just begin to overflow in this place with gratitude and say, Lord, I know it's because of you. I know you have ordained my steps to be right where I am.
John said, if I may paraphrase this, he said, there's going to be some good fire and some bad fire. What fire will you choose? A fire that destroys wicked or burns out everything wicked. Burn it out. Burn it out. Leave nothing left. Leave nothing left, Lord. Verse 4 of Acts 2. Man, I do this every time. I get so caught up and fired up. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Anybody in here speaking tongues? I got any witnesses in the house that said, I've been born again just like the Bible says. I spoke in tongues as the Holy Ghost came. And you know what? I'm going to speak in tongues today because I know the Lord has filled me with His Spirit and His work is burning out all the remnants of my life. So I'm going to get in the Spirit. I'm going to get in the Spirit. I'm going to get in the Spirit. I'm going to let the Holy Ghost burn everything that's wicked because there is no options. There is no other options. There's no other way. The Holy Ghost must burn in me. They spake with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. All 120 were consumed with this fire. Then 3,000 were consumed. Then 5,000. And it burnt through homes. It burnt through villages. Can I tell you? It burnt through cities. This wasn't the natural fire that destroyed their homes. This was a spiritual fire. Oh, that, that, that revolutionized homes, restored and healed homes. And there was a spiritual breakthrough that the fire of the Holy Ghost drove out the darkness. And this message began to spread through Jerusalem and into cities and countries. And can I tell you today, it's still burning. This thing never stopped. It's still going on. We're still marching forward in the power of the Holy Ghost. Take that devil. Somebody, somebody. I got one clapping. Some of y'all need to be quit being intimidated. Bro, I, I love your excitement. Bro, Zach, thankful for that. I'm not calling anybody else out. I love all of you. And I appreciate all of you. And I believe God's doing a work in all of you. Even if it's just one seed at a time. There's something happening. There's something happening at High Point. We're not just another church down the street. We're the church of the living God who has the power of the Holy Ghost working in our life and burning up the dross, burning up everything that's wicked. Holy Ghost, move. Holy Ghost, burn. Baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. Hey, hey, remember what I said. If we're not willing to look foolish, our children will grow up being foolish. 
want them to follow right behind me. Oh, daddy, when you take off, uh, come on, somebody. I need somebody to take off. I need somebody to feel this in your spirit. Somebody fan the flame. Let that fire begin to spread. Let it break out in this house. All consuming fire burn. Sometimes, you know what? I want to be like Samson and tie the foxes together. And let it destroy everything. Let it destroy everything that touches. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost burn up everything that's wrong. Burn up pride. Burn up lust. Burn up envy. Burn up up the lies. Burn up apathy. Listen. Burn up apathy because the devil wants you to be apathetic. He wants you to see the fire but not be afraid of the fire. If I can be content with the fire of judgment, I won't need to get the fire of the Holy Ghost. If I can look at hell's gates and say it's not all that bad, I won't be moved to let the fire of the Holy Ghost prepare me for his return. Because listen, he's coming back with a sword. He stopped the sword for us to get in, but he's coming back with a sword and pronouncing judgment over the wicked. I want to make sure that the fire of God is in my life. Uh, Listen, every time Acts 2.38 is preached, a door is opened. And there's an opportunity to trade, to destroy, to, uh, listen to me, to trade destinies, to trade fires. Every time Acts 2.38 is preached, there's an opportunity to trade. Lord, this is the path I was on. I was on my way to a devil's hell. It was not created for me, but I heard your word, and now I'm going to obey so I can get on the right path with the right fire, with the good fire, that when the Holy Ghost is burning in your life, your house can burn down and there's peace. When you got the Holy Ghost, you can stand in the midst of calamity all around you and say, but the Lord... Through faith and obedience, me, you, we can step through the substitutionary sacrifice into the fire of the Holy Ghost. Let's stand. I've gotten too carried away today. It's a good word because it's His word. That's right, that's right. Hey, you know what? We're just getting warmed up here. I mean, me, me literally and spiritually. Uh, but I'm ready, I'm ready for what's going to happen here in the second half of this. If this is a taste of what the Lord is about to do and pour out, I'm going to be looking for bobby pins when I leave. Uh, some of y'all checking. <laughs> oh, that's it. Uh, that's good to see y'all smile. 
so just for a few moments, to those who are going to be preaching our five minutes of fire, I want you to meet me in the other building for just a few minutes here. And um, we are going to come back into this place. Shake hands, be friendly. Tell your neighbor you love them. Say whatever. Poke them in the eye. Say we walk by faith, not by sight. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, let's let's reconvene here in ten minutes or so. Okay. God bless. Praise the Lord, church. Boy, it's an exciting day to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Praise God. We're going to do some quick announcements before we move back on into our worship service. And we're going to do things a little differently today. So if you've noticed things are going to be different, we're going to have some songs. And then we're going to have some of our five minutes of fire. And then there's going to be ministry from our sign team and more five minutes of fire. And then choir. And then we're going to have more five minutes of fire. It's going to be a good service. So just roll with us. We got the far today. Praise God. Praise God. You can be seated for just a moment because I want to tell you about our outing this Saturday. Say this Saturday. So this Saturday, June the 3rd at 10 a.m. Now, I thank you all for praying about the weather. Right now, it looks like no rain. So it is going to be a high of 86 is what it's looking right now. So I'm glad we're starting at 10 a.m. We can get out there and have a good time before it gets too hot. Now, I'm going to give you the address here, but I'm also going to put the address on our Facebook page. Uh, Raise your hand if you're following our church page on Facebook. All right. If you're not and you're on Facebook, you can go to High Point Apostolic Church and follow us on Facebook. And that's where you're going to see a lot of these announcements as well. So we are having this outing on private property. It's at 3751 Boonesboro Road. And that's in Richmond, Kentucky. It's actually in between Winchester and Richmond. It's out in that Boonesboro area, of course. So 3751 Boonesboro Road. I will put that on the Facebook page. Now, again, we've already mentioned, we have this place reserved. It's private property. You need to bring $5 cash a person to to be able to pay this gentleman for the use of his property. So $5 cash per person. Now, I've already told you there are no bathrooms on the premises. So you make arrangements for that how you see fit. I did not drive to see how far it is to go back to Boonesboro State Park. But they do have bathrooms at their picnic shelters if they're, if they're opened. They had a flood, was it last year? And so I haven't been able to check and make sure those are open. That's going to be your pro- closest public bathroom most likely. So I think that's going to be about a 10-minute or so drive back to that to get to that. Um, you need to bring your picnic lunch. You need to bring your camp chairs, a picnic blanket, whatever you want, your fishing gear. And guess what? It's free fishing day. So if you don't have your fishing license, that's fine because it's free fishing day. If you want to bring a canoe, a kayak, whatever you want to do, if you want to dress appropriately to be able to get out in the creek and splash around, okay, because from what I understand, Brother K, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to be on a creek that flows down to Kentucky River. Is that right? Okay. So lots of fun to be had. Praise God. I'm excited about it. So that's going to be this Saturday. This Saturday, June 3rd at 10 a.m. And we're not, 
we'll cut, we'll end it when we feel like ending it. Okay. So, you know, there's no specific cutoff time as far as I know that we have to, to be off this gentleman's property. June 22nd, that's a Thursday night, 7 PM. Ladies, we're having a paint night here in Winchester and there's going to be a sign up sheet that I'll have that posted probably by Wednesday or, or this Sunday. At least you do need to sign up for that. And there's a cost for that. And we'll get you more information about that. But I want you to go ahead and save the date, June 22nd at 7 PM. We've got some camps coming up. So if your kids are interested in going to camp. I want you to see me. We got camps coming up. We got all kinds of stuff coming up, but we're going to move on with our service today. So pastor's going to come and welcome us. Praise team. I want you to go ahead and come on up and get ready to sing. And we're going to have church today. Is that all right? Is that all right? Let's give pastor a hand as he comes. Y'all ready? I don't know. Y'all, y'all look comfortable. Are y'all ready? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Woo! Come on, that's it, that's it. God is about to do something amazing in someone's life. Is that going to be you? I hope that's going to be you. Because I know he's going to do something amazing in my life. Why? Because I want him to. And my desire is for him to do it. And because I have faith he's going to do it, you know what's going to happen? I'm not leaving here the same way. I wonder if there's anybody in here that says, Lord, we want Pentecost all over again. I want a fresh fire. I want a renewing. I want a restoration. I want something to well up within my life. Oh, I want you to... you to burn up all the earth out of this well so it can begin to bubble and flow again. Let's worship the Lord. Are you ready to worship Him? Ah, come on, somebody. It's it's time to give Him everything that we got. Let's praise Him. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled. They were all filled. Church, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Oh, let's sing about it today. Thank you, Jesus. Hey! Go ahead and clap your hands with us.
and with one accord there was a stirring deep within. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting, rolling with desire. Then there appeared holy tongues like as a flaming fire. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. What a heavenly encounter! When they came down from the upper room, everyone of them had the power. Hey, I believe that same power is in this place today. That same fire of Pentecost is here right now. 
will bless the Lord. The Lord. I will praise his name. I will praise his name. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name. I will praise his name. For the rest of my life.
give my testimony what his first movie. Age of 16, they diagnosed me with having cancer. Said I had exactly six months to one year to live, if that. I turned 56 this year. Somebody had a better plan somewhere. In the midst of all that, back when I was 16, I became a full-fledged alcoholic at the age of 17. I couldn't put the bottle down no matter what. God delivered me from the alcohol 25 years ago. I've not touched a bottle since, nor do I want to. There's only one reason I can stand here today. That's because of him. Because of his healing, his touch, his mercy, and his grace. If, if anybody was to walk up to me today and say, just say it real, I'd have to laugh at them. Because there's nothing better than this. There's nothing better than this. To feel his spirit just move. To feel him. Mm. To come out of what I came from. To come out of that bottle. And to be able to feel the things that I feel. To see the things that I see. My wife and I got together. She took me to Natural Bridge for the first time in my life. And she took me on that sky lift. And I started bawling like a baby. And she looked at me. She goes, are you okay? What's wrong? What's wrong? I said, this is the first time I've ever got to see the beauty that God created through eyes that wasn't glazed over. That's got to, it's only God. It's only God. And I praise him. And I thank him for every day that I wake up. But I also want to thank him right now for the men of this church. That when you struggle, when you fall, when you have days you just ain't sure, you can talk, call any one of them. And all of a sudden, you can just feel the presence over the phone, over the text message. For the ladies of this church, that we know that we've got backing means everything. It means everything. God's moving in this house. He's moving in this house. And it's not going to be long before we kick out the walls and have to add on. Glory to God. Glory to God. I got a little word for you. I believe God's been dealing with me on the subject of citizenship. In Acts 22, 27, and 28, when the commander asked Paul if he's a Roman citizen, Paul says yes. The commander said, I am too, and it cost me a great deal of money. Paul said, but I was born one. You can't buy your way into this thing. Jesus paid the price. So we can be born again and be citizens of heaven. Jesus didn't come to start a religion, but to establish his kingdom. He said his kingdom is not of this world. In John 17, 8, he said, I gave them the message and you gave me. They accepted it and they know I came from you and they believe you sent me. Jesus was always speaking of the kingdom. This was the message. John 1, 12 but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. Jesus died for the forgiveness of sins, yes, but more importantly, to redeem us from our fallen nature. This is what the law of Moses was powerless to do. It could only try and keep this nature at bay. Jesus allows us to come boldly to the throne of grace and allows you to be born again. And be sons and daughters of God and walk in newness of life. The apostles preached the Lord Jesus Christ in the kingdom. Acts 2.38, 
are the keys to this kingdom. After the apostles left, we warned evil men would creep in unaware and derail the message and spoil it with philosophy. Men turned us into a religion, establishing an unbiblical and a watered-down belief system. Seeing it as a means of control, Christianity became a government tool and institution, giving people a form of godliness, but holding back the true power thereof. We have to get this understanding to know how to be a better witness to bring people from religion and tradition into the kingdom of God. We are contended for the faith from the wrong angle and perspective, resulting in confusion to a lot of people. It's not about being a true Christian or a real believer or the right denomination or the other things we tell people. It's all about leaving religion and joining the kingdom, getting back to the message, back to the word of God. The Bible is a kingdom book. It's not a Christian book. We are kingdom children. We're not Christians. This is why Christians don't understand how you can say they are not saved and think you are teaching a works-based salvation. As they read, only Jesus saves us from sin and fallen nature, yes. But we must go on and be born again to see the kingdom and become heavenly citizens under the lordship of Jesus Christ. This is why you can believe and do signs and wonders, heal the sick, cast out demons, and still not be kingdom. There is power through faith in the name of Jesus Christ. When we are born again, we must then go back to the teachings of Jesus and the kingdom to learn how to conduct ourselves of kingdom citizens. He is more concerned with character and your inward working than the external. It is easier to leave the book of Acts and go to the epistles and look the part than it is to leave Acts and go to the gospels and be the part. Let's quit arguing and contending over frivolous things and get back to the preaching of the kingdom. When God gave me that message on the day of Pentecost, <laughs> that's when the kingdom come, uh, was born. Praise God. I don't know if I got time to share a little bit of my testimony. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give it to you in a nutshell. My whole testimony consists of I was running from God. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I just want to say that these children are the most important people in this place. Yes, come on. You know, yes. and you don't need a testimony. I think the greatest testimony is to grow up saying that you were faithful, that you didn't run from God. You know? Yeah. That's Hallelujah. I'm thankful for God's transforming power. Can we thank him for that? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I believe God wants to keep people. That is what the covenant is for, is to keep you. Amen. And that's why the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. When God calls you, it's going with you everywhere you go. Amen. Everywhere you go. All right. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and we're going to invite the uh, sign team to come up. And uh, if y'all may be seated, unless y'all just that excited, uh, but we're going to we're going to invite them up and and let's worship with them. Now listen, I know it's going to be it's going to be easy to try to find entertainment in this, but this is powerful. We can worship along with what's happening. So do I got anybody that will worship with the sign team when they come? Amen. God is going to do it.
He's going to do something through this. Amen. Let's let's worship with them. Thank you. 
ceremony sending the fire. He sent the fire. It's here. It's among us right now. The fire of God's spirit is burning in this house. Oh, send it now down my way. Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> that was incredible. God is so good. And I just want to give him glory for a few minutes here. So there's many wonders that he's worked in me and many wonders that he's still continuing to do in me. And I know that he's going to be faithful to bring it to completion. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And I just want to express how important it is that you stay in the Lord, you stay in his presence, you stay in his word, stay in prayer, and then always... The more you have him, the more you're in him, the more conviction will, you'll begin to have. Yes. So conviction's a wonderful thing. Some may not think it, but I believe it is. Because <laughs> if you have conviction, just be faithful and repentant for what has been laid upon your heart and your mind. That means to turn away from the things. And Jesus is faithful to forgive and purify us from all unrighteousness. He will also be there for you when you fall as he is for me. He is right there reminding you just how loved you are and how far you have came to ever look back. Just as Pastor David was saying, talking about Lot's wife, don't turn back. You ain't got nothing to go back to, this world. This world is all a fraud and temporary, but I'm after the real and eternal. You're never too far gone for Jesus not to reach you. You've got to believe that. The deeper you go with the Lord, the more he'll reveal the things to you, and conviction will follow. The obvious things that were revealed to me was cussing, the worldly music, being sexually immoral, being in an LGBT lifestyle, being a drunkard, and the list could go on. But the more hidden things that were revealed to me as I grew in the Lord were the resentment, the fear of man, depression, anger, selfishness, wanting to be affirmed by others, seeking to please others, feeling ashamed, and defending myself when God is my defender. I could go on and on with that list as well. And even as we grow deeper with the Lord, as his word says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind and reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. And I want to know everything I'm doing or thinking that isn't pleasant in his sight. Although I plunged deep into sin in search of God, who wasn't even there, whether it was with people or with worthless idols, all of these things I've done ultimately not only added to my testimony, but it's brought me closer and deeper with the Lord. Hallelujah. And I can confidently say that I was, if it was not for the love of God, the goodness, the mercy, the faithfulness, the convictions, and such long suffering for someone like me, I would not be the person I am today. That old woman has died and the new one is living in Christ. All glory, honor, and praise belongs to Jesus. He is the only one I aim to please now. Whenever I'm convicted over something that I've done or that I said that wasn't pleasing to him, I'm instantly hurt. Not only I know I'm hurting the person that I said it to or done it to, but most importantly, I sinned against the Lord because I let my flesh have dominion. 
then here comes condemnation. It tries to come and slide in, making you feel worthless and ashamed. But that's when God's grace is so much bigger than our feelings. And Jesus is so faithful to forgive and forget, even when it's too hard for us to forgive and forget ourselves. I have a hard time with always second-guessing myself, but but with the Lord there is no guessing. It's always what He says is the truth. And He is what keeps me stable, what keeps me from sinking. He is my rock, my fortress, my firm foundation on which I stand, and I will not be shaken. If it wasn't for conviction, I would have never left the sinful life I was involved in, the immoral life, the LGBT lifestyle, the alcoholic life, full of addiction of nicotine and drugs that were all crutches. If it had not been for conviction, I would have never came here. I would have never got delivered. I would have never been repentant, and I wouldn't have been baptized in Jesus' name if conviction had not pierced my heart with the truth. I wouldn't have received the gift of the Holy Ghost if I had not listened to conviction. Hallelujah. And by listening to the truth, the truth has set me free. Thank you, Jesus, for conviction and being the way, the truth, and the life. I'm taking back my joy. I'm taking back my peace. I'm taking back my mind. I'm taking back all the things the devil stole from me. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for choosing me, choosing all of us out of billions of people in the world. He gave us eyes to see and ears to hear what his word says. Yes. And that's something to rejoice and give God praise about. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just really aim to hear those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I aim to please Jesus and to be seen as a pleasing sacrifice to him. I aim to be known to him as a woman after his own heart. I can never thank him enough for all of he's done and how good he's been in my life to me. So I'll gladly give my life to him. If no one else will, I will. I'll be the willing vessel. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That was incredible. That's my wife. God is good. God is good. Today has been so great already. It has been. Right now I'm going to just read these things that I got a little bit prepared here. Last night we were talking in the men's chat and I'd ask everybody about what, you know, how they do it. And typically, I just do things on the fly. You can ask my wife. I'm always the unorganized one. It's just like, I'll know when I get there. But I come up with some stuff here. And I, here it goes. I started with five minutes of fire. Five minutes. If I only had five minutes to share with you my heart, as if I'd never see you again, which David said that won't be the case. I'd have to start with, don't believe the devil. You know, in my walk, there's been so many times, like she had mentioned, the condemnation that comes, you know. I have a really dark past, but I've been delivered from all of those things. And and condemnation is, you know, God didn't bring us condemnation, but Satan does. And, you know, you can look in John 3, 16 through 17. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world... Him might be saved. Let me read that again. For God did not send his son into the world 
to condemn the world, but that the world through him may be saved. That's it. It says, Jesus loves us. He came and died for us and was resurrected. He come to show us the way to everlasting life and life here and now. If you struggle like I do and have fallen short as I do sometimes, keep fighting. Keep getting back up. Run that race. This race isn't about finishing. This race isn't about who's first, but it's about who is going to finish. It's an endurance. You know, God didn't bring condemnation for us. Romans 8 said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If we are following Jesus, don't believe the devil. He's a liar. It's his native tongue. He's the father of lies. When we believe the voice of the accuser, we become condemned, consumed in the shame and regret, a feeling of unworthy and being unrighteous. We have a greater promise in Jesus. In Philippians 1.6, it said, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That, that is until the day of Jesus returns. So look up. Be of good cheer. He is working on all of us. As long as we are after his love, after his purpose, after his will, we're going to make it. We are covered by grace to walk out this life in God's will. No matter how we fall, a righteous man gets back up. A righteous man marches on and fights a good fight of faith. A righteous man knows he needs God. Lord, I can't walk without you holding my hand. Lord, I can't speak without you giving me the words. Lord, I can't lead without you leading me. I am nothing without your love. Rest assured, there is a day. There is a day coming and he will return. You can look in 1 Corinthians 52. It said, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Keep fighting, keep running, keep loving, and keep praising the Lord. The fires of this world. The fires. Like he said, there's this unquenchable one, and there's the fire of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, when he was, when he was teaching us this earlier, it was Revelation 3.18, Jesus said, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich in white garments that you may be clothed that the shame, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. Man, we're covered. When, when the pressures of this world just keeps coming and keeps piling on, consider it all joy because it's just one more thing that's going to get burnt out. When you look at the actual process of real-life gold being made, they turn the heat up. You might could guess it and you might couldn't just by looking at me. You know, it says not to judge by outward appearance, but I was a drug addict. I, I, was, I was a terrible sinner. I was addicted to everything that felt good. It doesn't matter what it was. I was a needle user. I was a junkie. And, you know, there was a point in my life, and there's a lot of people who's not going to believe this, but I believe God and the works in the, the proof's in the work. Come on. Come on. There was one night 
I heard a voice tell me that I would be took of a liver disease. Out of all things, a liver disease. And I was still in active drug use and in sin, and I ignored it. And I went on, and I went on, and I went on. A year or so later went by, and, you know, I started getting terrible back pains, terrible back pains. And I, I left work, and I went and uh, had a bunch of tests done. They'd draw blood and all kinds of things. And, and you know, it was probably a week later they called me, and a doctor, uh, he told me over the phone, he said, Zachary, you have hepatitis C. You've contracted hepatitis C. Yes. And when he told me that over the phone, I heard that voice again. And in that, it scared me to death. It scared, I, I knew that I wasn't just under influence when I heard that voice. It was a true thing. And I started digging, and I started reading, and I started attending church, and I started really going after this thing called obedience and God's will. And, you know, I probably lived, what, maybe a year or so in, in obedience, uh, following what God wanted me to do, active in my life. My mother, I, my nose could be itching. She said, that might be a side effect, Zach. You need to go to the doctor and get that checked. They got a cure for that now. And I said, Mom, it was the sin in my life that brought on this sickness. I know if I walk it out in obedience, he'll, he'll, he will heal me. It weighed on my conscience. And then I got to a place where I said, well, I'm going to honor my mother. I'll go. And if I got it, I'll take the treatment. If I don't, praise the Lord. Yeah. We went to that doctor's appointment. They drew blood. Three days later, we go back. She asked my name. She asked my social security number. She asked how to spell my name. Everything in the world, there was no signs. There was no markers. There was never any evidence that I ever had that disease. That's true. That's real proof. So if there's anything in your life, there's no disease bigger than the name of Jesus. There's no mountain, no nothing bigger or greater than the name of our Lord, King, and Savior, Jesus Christ. And why would he rejoice right now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's nothing greater. There's no one greater than the God that we serve. That's it, brother. There is no one higher. There is no one greater. In the God we serve. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, why don't you just let that simmer for a moment? Let these words, these testimonies, these encounters at these brothers and sisters. Listen, God is in the encounter business. And if you encounter God, you will encounter the miraculous. Choir, why don't you come? We're gonna worship. Y'all gonna get down with this, aren't you? Hey, we ain't. We need some. We don't need no spectators. <laughs> oh, come on! It's time to. It's time to get worshiping. God bless.
God. For he is worthy. He is worthy. I don't know about you, but where would I be without my God? My, 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 my. I thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Jesus. Yes. 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 You didn't hear that, you'll catch up in a minute. My God, my God, my God. But let me tell you something. We're going to go back a little bit. We heard a little bit of it when the sign team was talking about. I'm going to talk about a man named Elijah. This man was sick and tired of what was going on. Come on. Come on, Ahab had all his prophets, all his Baal prophets. He says, I'm tired of it. We're going to do something. He says, I'm going to challenge them to where they're at right now. He says, bring them out. Bring them out. He says, I'm going to worship Baal. He tried to fool them. He said, bring them on out. He says, I want every one of them here. He says, let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. So he said, no, 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 come on. Come on. Now, we, we always want to shout by the fire. Well, let's talk about the sacrifice real quick. He says, come on. I need a bull. You make me an altar. We'll put the bullock on the fire. He says, but no, we're going to hold a minute. He says, you all have done cut yourself. You done went stupid on me. You try to do it your way. You try to be holy your way. And come on, we, brother, come on, brothers done talked about it already. Come on, we got bitty hands slapping people saying fall out. Come on, we got people going around. But God says, let me have the fire. So Elijah says, you know what? We're going to get a little detailed. Let's bring a sacrifice. There's in a year of drought. He says, bring the water. Bring the water. He said, so they digged a trench around about these sacrifices. He said, bring the water. Come on. Come on. Is it strange to you that fire doesn't burn in water? But on this day, the fire licked up the water. It licked up the things. And there was no evidence that it was ever there. I'm talking about a fire today. We've heard it in our testimony. A fire that consumes and there is no proof that it ever happened. A fire that consumes and says that God shall be God. You know what? I've got this little thing that I've been here just hitting me all the time. And I ask God this every time. You ready? Let's let God be God. And every man be the liar. So here's my question. Ready? God, do what you do best. Some of you might be sitting here looking at me. What in the world is he talking about? No, no, no. You don't understand. You don't understand. Come on. When the Pharisees came unto Jesus and they was hearing him. And then all once they tore the roof off the house. Yeah, yeah. And they dropped them down Come before on, it. Down Let God be God. Now watch this. Watch this. He says, what is easier? For me to say this man, your sin are forgiven. Or, or take up thy bed and walk. Here's the revelation of this. Ready? It's going to blow your mind. Either one of these things could only happen if God Himself stepped in the room. So what about this? Let's just let God be God right now. Let's let God be God right now. We got people in here that's bound by depression. We got people in here bound by anxiety. 
We got people in here that needs healing, but let's let God be God and do the work right now. We have prophet. We've had testimony. We had people touched. We had alcoholism be gone. Come on, we had drug addiction be gone. We had people being healed. Let's let God be God. Let's let God be God and do what He does best. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what your person said. Let's let God be God. And every man, say it with me, every man be a liar. So this is what we're going to do. Pastor's going to come up here and he's going to start inviting people up here for prayer. And I'm going to, I'm going to test you right now. Is that what we're going to do? All right, just making sure. I had that look, I'm like, whoa, whoa. But he's going to ask people to come up here for prayer. Now, I'm going to test your faith right now. I'm going to make you put your money where your mouth is, or at least make your belief where your mouth is, and your reaction. Because you can say, I believe God all day long. But if you're not willing to move, do you honestly believe God? Say, yeah, I believe God's going to heal me. Yeah, I believe God's going to save me. But you never give Him the first chance or first thing. To be able to touch you. Notice this. They ripped the roof off and dropped the man down. Why? Because they believed enough. It's like, you know what? He may not. And he may, just may do it. But you know what? I'm at least going to rip the roof off the house. And we're going to see what he's going to do. So this is what we're going to do. Pastor's going to come and this is what I'm going to request you. If you've been touched by anything. By the Spirit of God any time during this service. And you honestly believe God's going to touch you. It may be in your body. It may be in your mind. It's just as much as a hindrance in your mind as in your physical body. Because I can believe all day long that my, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. But I'm warped mentally. And I can't even get out of bed because I'm so mentally sick. Come on, we're going to talk about both sides of this. But if you honestly believe a God that can deliver you, a God that can heal you, then come up here and test Him with this fire. Come up here and test Him and see what He can do. Come on, somebody lift your hands right now. I'm telling you, the Lord is in this house. The King of glory is here. You know, sometimes we sing about just wanting to be in His presence. But when he gets here, we, we don't know what to do. The best thing that we can do when he steps into the room is say, I surrender all, Lord. Do not pass me by. Whatever the issue is in your life today, Today, things can all change for you. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to invite you. If, you. if you need a touch from heaven in your life, your body, your mind, whatever it is, I want you to not hesitate, but make your way. Make your way as if this was your last opportunity to move. When you get up here, when you get up here, listen, I don't want you to get lost. 
I believe the Lord's going to give us clear direction right here. I don't want you to get lost in this moment of woe is me. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith over you. And then, and then when I release you, I want you to begin to thank God for touching your heart, your mind, your spirit, your body. And then I want you to let it all out. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name of Jesus, I release you to receive your miracle. In the name of Jesus, I speak it by faith. Receive the word of the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. I release healing over every infirmity. I loose the spirit of infirmity from off your life. I loose the spirit of discouragement. I loose the spirit of fear from off your life. I loose the cancer from off your life, from out of your body. I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. And I bind it and cast it into outer darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. And I release the delivering power of the Holy Ghost to breathe on you new life and healing. Your name is 
You got 
If there's anybody in here that's willing to go, just just go the extra mile. I just want to go another step. I'm not content yet, Lord. There's still some things I need in my life. And I'm still here at the well. And I'm, I'm wanting to draw some more out. I'm wanting to draw some more out of your presence. wanting to draw some more out of the well that never runs dry. At the end of your strength, you'll find His strength. When you come to your end, you'll find Him.
my strength. I need his strength. Lord, I need your spirit. I need your spirit and power to take over my life. Holy fire, burn it out. Burn it out of me. consuming fire burn all consuming fire burn let every fear get burned up let every form of anxiety get burned up by the fire let every form of doubt and unbelief get burned up with the fire. Let every form of pride get burned up with the fire. Let every insecurity get burned up in the fire. Until the only thing left is a confidence and trust in your faithfulness in your word in your power in your strength in your promises I believe the Lord is reaching through generations right now I believe he's reaching through generations with healing right now Come on, there are some wounds that are generational in the Lord. The everlasting Father is moving. And he's reaching through your life and your past. And he's binding the wounds and healing. there is a deep work of God's spirit in this place I, I think it would be a mistake if, if you left the unsettled things in your life unsettled I think it would be it would be a mistake for you to leave here without emptying the closet listen the Lord already knows the contents of the closet you got to open the door and let them out the only way to clean out the closet is to let him come in and help you. 
there's healing in this house right now. There's healing in this house right now for somebody as unto your faith. As unto your faith, let it be done unto you. Maybe the healing that you need is in your mind. The healing is in your mind. And the Lord wants to free you from... He wants to free you from the medication that keeps you sane. He wants to free you from the thing that you've been dependent on to be sane. I believe the Lord wants to deliver somebody from all form of dependency. Right here, right now. If that's you... If that's you, do not hesitate, but come forward. If you are dependent on on things other than God, why don't you come forward? Don't be ashamed. The Lord's going to heal you. Don't be ashamed. The Lord's going to heal you.
child of the King. a moment ago brother when you come up here and we begin to pray I close my eyes and when I opened them for a split second I felt like things were three dimensional are my eyes going bad you know what hit me? Hit me like a flood. We're, we're pushing into dimensions that we've never been to before. There is something happening in the presence of the Lord right here that we're knocking. We're knocking on the next dimension. We're right here at the precipice. We're right here at the threshold of the supernatural. Listen, if we would but get serious about this, we're right here and God is about to take us into the next dimension. It's right here. It's in this place. We're right at the door. That ought to get somebody focused and excited that where we are right now, God is about to take us into places we've never been before. Somebody ought to rejoice. believe there's angelic ministry in the house of the Lord today. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hey, hey, I saw some of y'all's faith just shoot through the ceiling. When you leave this place, look at the devil and walk all, walk all over him on your way out. I'm not leaving this behind. My best day is not yet. But I can see it. I tell you, I, I, I felt like there was a moment I'm about to explode into the next dimension. But today isn't the best day. Uh, I think that just popped somebody's head. Uh, I said this a while back. We had a service I never felt before in my life leading up to that point. I've had all kinds of encounters and experiences through the years and felt the touch of the master's hand in ways in ways I've never experienced before leading up to that point. But I'm telling you, every step of the way, I'm getting closer and closer to that dimension. Listen, it's at that dimension that the Lord begins to lift us up. 
and we walk over our trials and we walk over our situations and I'm focused on I'm getting through devil you the Lord is about to lift me up out of my trial spiritually to smell shoe leather. I wish somebody just laugh. You know, you know things are good when you can laugh at the trouble you got to walk through. When I can sing the song, my light affliction is but for a moment. But there's something deeper working. So while I suffer, I'm going to fly. While I suffer, I'm going to fellowship with him. didn't even get to finish my thought. So services in times past were, were the best. And I get it. I get it. Not every service is going to be like this. So there might be times that we're, we're on the carpet snotting and boohooing, trembling at the word of the Lord working out our own salvation with fear and trembling as we receive the engrafted word which is able to save our soul. We're, 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 we'll have seasons and moments. And like I said before, I want to squeeze everything I can out of the season. I want to squeeze everything I can in, in the time uh, that I'm in right now because the enemy is going to turn it up as we turn it up. But you know what? The best is yet to come. Today, today was the best service I've ever been in in my life. But it's not going to be the best ever. Because tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to put one, one more step to the road. And I'm going to walk the path that's leading to my destiny while the world is getting darker every footstep I take there is an increase of light and revelation and healing and deliverance though this outer man perish this, this inner man is being renewed every day some of you need to look at your body and say you know what one day, you're not going to have control over me. One day, you're not going to be able to keep me down. There's coming a sound. There's coming the sound of a trumpet that you're not going to have any choice but to rise up off of this planet. And you know what? 
That's why I'm living. And that's why I'm walking. And that's why I show up and I fight hell every step of the way. Because I got my eyes fixed on the author and the finisher of my faith. For some of you, I hope today was a, was a realignment to keep your eyes on the author and the finisher. I got him, I got him in my sights now. Lord, don't let me go to the left or the right. Don't let me go back. I feel that. I feel that. Turn back. Anybody feel that? I won't turn back now.
what God has done in your life, seal it right now with this declaration. Say, I won't turn. No, no, no. I won't turn. y'all going to have to be carried out of here in the strength of the Lord. say you can't get this in the living room on live stream. I want this to encourage everybody to make it to the house of the Lord. It does not matter what you go through, what you fall short doing, what you, what you came up with. You came up empty. You made a mess of things. Get yourself to the house of the Lord because there is nothing like when the Lord descends on the praises of his people. I encourage you. I don't know if people are watching the live stream anymore. They are. Get to the house of the Lord. Get to the house of the Lord. Get to the house of the Lord. You need the strength of the body of Christ.
Because listen, when you're connected to the body, you move with the body. You got to be with the body to be connected to it. I think it just did. Come on, I'm telling you, you need to be accountable. You need to be accountable to spiritual authority. You hear me? It's not man's authority. Well, you're just a man, Pastor. I'm a man that stands behind this desk with the authority of the living God. And that's the only way I have authority. And so when we submit to spiritual authority, you can, you can walk in that authority. Like the centurion that said, I'm a man that understands authority because I'm a man that's under authority. And, and Jesus, Jesus said, there's no faith like your faith. I'm telling those online and even those here today, if you think you can miss one service, it cannot be an option unless we are just sick and we can't make it. Listen, if you can't make it for, for whatever reason, uh, you can't drive, you can't, you can't, there's, there's some type of issue. Listen, reach out, help, let us know, and we'll, we'll make sure that you can make it here. Somehow, somehow we'll make a way. We got a church van now. And you know what? I'm tired of sitting, seeing it sitting in that same spot. So, it's important. I'm kind of on a soapbox right now. Because this is important. Because this is how we build momentum. We, we build momentum one step at a time. But if we don't show up, if we become absent, we lose a step. When you, when you make an honest effort, the Lord will meet you there. And when you come to the house of the Lord, the Lord will meet you there. And he'll give you what you need. How many of you, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to just to be saying it, just to say ha, ha, ha. But how many of you have been going through some things? Been struggling with some things? God's been showing you some things and you come here? And either I or somebody else preaches or gets into the Word and it confirms what God's been dealing with you about. And that's not me. I want you to know that. That's the supernatural power of God working through humanity. And if we let Him work, He'll do it. If we let Him work, He'll heal. He'll deliver. He'll make free. If we let Him work... Because it's not anything that I can do or any man or woman or child can do. It's the power of the living God touching humanity. And if we give him space, there is no telling what he'll do. I do know that we got, we got promises to stand on. In fact, I, I feel like we keep getting hung up on the same one that has to do with a mountain. You're all familiar with that? If you say unto this mountain, be thou removed. In another place, it's 
plucked up in, and get cast into the sea, if you, if you believe it, you shall have it, it shall be done. And these are the words of Jesus. I don't know, Lord. I don't know if it... You know, you know what that next dimension that we're, we're tapping onto? That's the mountain that's in the way. And it's the supernatural power of God that says, speak to it. Speak to it. Don't let it stand in the road. Don't let it stay put. Come on. We're pushing on that thing right now. We're pushing on that next dimension. But you got to push harder and pray harder and show up and trust that I'm about to step through. If I, if I only get one foot through the door, I got enough. And the Lord's going to finish and take me on through that. We're so opposite of the culture, I didn't even take up an offering. Because we're, we're, we're not about money here. We're not chasing dollar signs. We're chasing. We're chasing the God who has a, who has a cattle on a thousand hills. And by chasing him, he'll provide all of my needs according to his riches and glory. That's right. That's right. That's right. Man. It's almost like y'all want to keep going. I, I know we're tired. And it's three o'clock. We're usually making dinner plans or at least on our way to dinner. Times like this make you forget about life. They make you forget about the things that are temporary. I'm telling you, I think we just tapped in some eternal things. And, and it's like it's like the Lord is, is dangling in front of us. To see how bad we want it. It's like R.W. going out on a boat and hanging them limb lines. Are they going to get it? It's, it's hanging there. That's, that's a good piece of fish there. Go and get it. And you know, you go over there and one done got a hold of one. You pull up out of the water. That's, that's what like the Lord's like, okay, we're going we're to dangle this right here and see who's going to come after it. We're going to say, here's a new dimension for your life. I got it for you, but who wants it? Who's going to take the bait? Oh. I like those fishing metaphors and stuff. It's beautiful. Inspire.
let me ask you the question. Do you feel pretty, pretty good about where you are right now? About what the Lord's done and what, what you got from the Lord today? I hope, I hope that's the case because, you know, you wouldn't want to make me go a little longer, would you? Allie's back there going, thumbs up or good. I love being in the presence of the Lord with God's people. There's no, no, there's no greater place on planet Earth than right here. I mean, there's other places like this that have God's, you know what I'm saying, right? In His presence. Doesn't have to be here. But it's a good place to be, though. What a full house. This is amazing. I'm thankful for what the Lord's doing. And I just want to say, didn't the sign team did an outstanding job? And the choir do pretty good? They did outstanding, right? What about our speakers today? They do a wonderful job. I told Brother Zach it wasn't going to be the last time. And now I told him at the very beginning, I said, you don't have to dump the whole briefcase today. There's going to be other, there's going to be other opportunities, you know. Uh, and that's what we believe. We believe the Lord is just, just getting started in, in their life and, and what God's calling them to do. And I believe that they're responding to the, to the call of the Lord. And uh, we're going to be watching. I'm going to especially be watching and especially be watching. And, and, uh, and watching some more just to make sure that you stick to it. God is good. God, is good. God has a plan and a purpose. He does. He does. Amen. I know there's other people that God's doing it, so I'm going to watch you too, I guess. Oh, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. I love you all. appreciate you. Why don't you go out and enjoy time with your family, friends? Uh, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Don't forget about Saturday. Don't forget about Saturday. Free fish day. Bring your own food. Five dollar cash. <laughs>